Hi, I'm Kim. I'm Xander, and you're listening to Geek Prime. Looking at the recent release of Wonder Woman 1984 and all the upcoming Warner Brothers releases for 2021, many of you have probably caught wind of the news that Warner Brothers is planning on releasing all its upcoming feature films on HBO Max at the same time as their theatrical releases. So you've been looking into this. What's the plan? What new releases are going to be streaming on HBO Max? So Wonder Woman 1984 got released on Christmas Day, and... Starting with that one, the studio is planning to release 17 movies through the rest of this year, 2021, including the anticipated remake of Frank Herbert's Dune, starring Timothy Chalamet and Jason Momoa, Lin-Manuel Miranda's In the Heights, the new Space Jam, starring LeBron James, James Gunn's uh, The Suicide Squad, uh, the new Mortal Kombat movie, The Matrix 4, uh, as well as smaller movies like a crime thriller starring Denzel Washington called Little Things, uh, another big one, Godzilla vs. Kong, uh, the latest installment of the Conjuring franchise, and Tom and Jerry. Wait, Tom and Jerry? Like the cartoon? Yeah. Sure, why not? Now that we know what movies are coming out, uh, why did Warner Brothers agree to this? Wouldn't it defeat the purpose of theatrical releases? Uh, in a word, COVID. So yeah. This doesn't seem like it would make a whole lot of sense the way we traditionally think of the movie business, but it's something that experts think was coming anyway, uh, you know, releasing on streaming at the same time or close to um, when when movies are out in theaters. Uh, the pandemic is just kind of accelerating things. Uh, back in March of 2020, just about every theater in the country closed along with everything else in that spring lockdown. And from May to August, they started to slowly reopen, but not by much and to much lower attendance. Uh, some are even closing again. And even the theaters that did stay open, people didn't seem interested in breathing the same air as strangers for two hours in a pandemic. Uh, AMC famously announced it was going to reopen and then said, you know what, never mind, like a day later. CNBC reported that at the beginning of the third quarter of 2020, AMC reported that their revenue was down by 91%, and they are the biggest theater chain in the country. Uh, Cinemark, which is the third biggest, was down by 96%. And that's just not going to recover, even if we have most people vaccinated by next fall, which some think we can achieve. Um, it's just going to be a lot of ground to make up. Uh, PricewaterhouseCoopers told MarketWatch that the cinema industry will probably won't recover fully until 2024. And I mean, the industry lost more than $117 billion with a B in 2020 alone. Uh, three years is a long way away, and that's a lot of money. So Warner Brothers wants to get its movies out there and viewed. And while streaming doesn't give the box office receipts we're used to hearing about, it does allow them to count how many households are watching the films, and it does allow them to get subscription fees from the streaming providers. Uh, like I said, there's a, a lot... A lot of people thought this was coming already. Uh, Kara Swisher even tweeted about the news, basically saying the writing was on the wall years ago and that the, quote, overpaid Hollywood babies need to get with the program. I love Kara Swisher. I know you do. That's why I put that quote in there. <laughs> uh, was there any sign that we missed that this was coming? Yeah, not only did no one see this move coming, but at an entertainment law summit back in October, Warner Brothers chair Ann Sarnoff actually specifically told the audience that the studio was, quote, committed to releasing movies in theaters. 
according to reporting in the Washington Post, uh, someone who attended the conference told the Post that everyone pressed her on if they would release on streaming. And she said it was unequivocally true that Warner Brothers would release movies in theaters in 2021. And so parsing the words that's technically not untrue that's just not the whole truth they're releasing in theaters right now but just alongside streaming but clearly that's not the way that anyone would interpret that question or that answer so it's definitely a big shock to the system um directors didn't even find out until when it was announced (laughs) so how do the theaters feel about this they are not happy uh, since releasing movies on streaming is going to cut into any attendance that they have, this is going to really hit theaters. Um, the Hollywood Reporter says that some theaters are considering dropping the price of Warner Brother movies tickets to as low as three bucks because of this. And it's really throwing the whole economics of the movie industry out of whack. Uh, in the before times, you would get your $15 movie ticket. And most of that money would be sent to the studio, the distributor, et cetera, et cetera. And a very small percentage went back to the theater, which is why a $2 box of candy costs five or six bucks inside the theater. Um, Concessions is where the theater operators make a lot of their money, which I mean, personally is why I try to, you know, buy some concessions every time I'm at a theater because, you know, sure. That's why get the experience. Well, (laughs) you get the experience and you're supporting the theater too. Um, with this new Warner Brothers paradigm, the theaters are not only thinking of cutting ticket prices, they also want to keep 75 to 80% of the money as a way to offset the fact that people can watch these movies from the comfort of their own living room. Interesting. So Timothy Chalamet hosted SNL back in December and during the final segment, which I like to dub rich, famous people hugging each other. uh, He wore a sweatshirt bearing the legendary logo, which is the production company behind Dune. It didn't really seem like a statement at first, but people are saying that it's a sign that he's siding with legendary who may or may not be suing Warner Brothers over the HBO Max deals. So how are actors and directors responding to this decision? Yeah, like I said before, directors are, by and large, not happy at all. Um, Denis Villeneuve, who directed Dune and Blade Runner 2049, wrote an essay in Variety saying that AT&T, WarnerMedia's parent company, had, quote, hijacked one of the most respectable and important studios in film history, and that it shows no love for cinema and no love for the audience. So... I'm not going to lie. I read that article and he lost me at hijacked one of the most respectable, important um, studios in film history. Cause I was just like, it just gets worse from there where he just speaks in a really bloated way about his work. Well, yeah, I mean, this is kind of just what, um, what these, these folks, these uh, directors and producers and, and some actors are feeling uh, about this. I mean, uh, it, it did kind of remind me of Steven Spielberg's reaction to uh, Netflix and other streaming services calling them TV movies. Mm, interesting. Um, that was back in 2019. He was calling for Netflix to not be included in the Academy Awards. Huh. Uh, and he, like Villeneuve, talked about the theater experience and how the home release com- experience just can't compare. Um, Christopher Nolan, who directed Batman Begins, Inception, and more recently Tenet, uh, told The Hollywood Reporter, some of our industry's 
biggest filmmakers and most important movie stars went to bed the night before thinking they were working for the greatest movie studio and woke up to find out they were working for the worst streaming service. That is not great. Uh, but it's worth, it is worth noting again, the, these directors were not told about Warner brothers plans and kind of learned about it with the rest of us. Um, like I said, uh, th this was a big shock. I mean, not telling directors is a huge thing. Uh, and they didn't say anything because they apparently didn't want any leaks and they didn't have any leaks, but they also had a lot of, lot of pissed off people. Um, so part of this anger is probably due in part to not feeling like they were part of the conversation about anything. Um, and as for the actors, uh, the stars of Dune, Jason Momoa and Josh Brolin are standing behind the director. They've posted excerpts of Villeneuve's essay on their social media, uh, saying long live the theater experience. Uh, and I mean, frankly, like they're not necessarily wrong to be upset about this, this is going to hit them financially since a lot of them, uh, have what are called back end deals where they give up a chunk of their uh, upfront money so they can get a percentage of the box office receipts, which especially for blockbusters like Dune are extremely, extremely lucrative. Um, Variety reports that part of this deal included paying Gal Gadot and Patty Jenkins bonuses equivalent to what their contracts would have guaranteed if Wonder Woman 1984 hit $1 billion at the box office, which it is almost definitely not going to because of the pandemic, uh, but w could have possibly done had it not been for the pandemic. Um, I mean, the first movie made $800 million, so it wasn't out of the question for Wonder Woman 84 to hit that mark. Um, so even without the, you know, the respect for filmmaking of the theater experience that Villeneuve and Nolan, uh, are, are arguing about, um, this is really going to hit these actors and filmmakers, especially the smaller non blockbuster films. Like I said, like the, uh, like that Denzel Washington, um, crime movie, uh, and, and others, the, the director's guild is threatening to sue and that could just be the beginning. Um, Agents obviously are freaking out. Uh, talent agencies are reportedly scrambling to renegotiate contracts for what appears to be our new reality, but not everyone is totally against it. Um, Steven Soderbergh, uh, who's made a lot of big movies. I think the, the biggest one that anyone thinks about this year is contagion. Um, just because of our, our film, I, uh, our reality. Um, he said that, I think there's obviously a lot of emotion flying around about these issues right now, but I've looked as closely at the economics of all of this as I possibly can, given the access I had, and there are just certain economic realities we cannot wish away. So he's, you know, more defending uh, the the studio's moves, uh, partially because he says the, that movies have a shelf life, especially big movies. Uh, he says they're expensive when they work. It's because there's timing involved. Um, basically saying like, you know, if, if it can't be shown in theaters or if it can't be shown to a lot of audiences in theaters, like they can't sit on these movies forever. I mean, uh, you were saying, uh, to me earlier that black widow is coming out in May and that was supposed to come out, I think last, last May. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean that they're sitting on that movie for a year. I mean, people, I mean, frankly, weren't super excited. I don't think for black widow to begin with, but now it's like. You can only sustain the hype later, you know, I mean, the hype for so long and her, her character is already sort of, um, 
dead. Yeah. <laughs> I was and, trying to find an eloquent way to say dead, but it's she's dead and she's inconsequential to the Marvel universe now. And and it's just now it's just going to be a really and sad. That's, that's Soderbergh's point. Yeah. He, he says, I, I think they're he, he he said, I think they're looking at a scenario in which either they lose some money or another scenario where they lose a blank ton of money. That's the decision. You've got to look at the next 12 to 18 months if you're a studio. The fact is there is not a theatrical exhibition business that's worth investing in unless it's operating at 100% capacity. Any other version of it, you're throwing your money away. And that's frankly true. Like uh, Movie theaters and production companies work a lot of times on a very thin margin. Um, and it, I mean, it's going to ripple through. But, I mean, this is not like this was just some decision that, H, that, that uh, Warner Brothers just made just to – Make a decision. You know, they made it thinking about all these interlocking pieces. Yeah. And and also, I'm sorry, but like we're in a pandemic. People don't want to go to movie theaters yeah. and you can't. I love watching movies. I, I mean, you and I love going to see superhero movies, but also other kinds of movies. We love going to see movies and going out with friends and seeing movies. And I like I frankly would not go to a movie theater because it's just an unacceptable risk right now. Yeah. And, and and to I don't know to force people to go see movies in theaters is I think a little a little blind and a little insensitive on on everyone's part. Um, so why HBO Max? So that is actually the easiest question of all of this to answer. So HBO is owned by Warner Media, which obviously owns Warner Brothers Studios and incidentally DC Comics, which is why. All of the uh, the DC movies come out from Warner Brothers. So it's kind of sending your content through your own provider. Easy as that. <laughs> sure. Um, and there was a report about a deal with Roku. So where do they come into this? So Roku is the biggest streaming platform, not service, uh, but platform. It's in 40 million homes. Um, it, I mean, it's, it's huge. It, the CEO of Roku invented the DVR. Basically, mm. uh, it's pretty impressive. Uh, it's it's in a family of devices known as over the top or OTT services. Um, in addition to Roku, it's things like Amazon Fire, smart TVs, phones, computers, consoles, anything that's essentially not your your TV provider directly. Either you know plugging the cable into the back of your TV, using antenna, or using a cable box. Anything else OTT. Um, and some people have smart TVs and can. Uh, access HBO Max directly. Other use others um, use things like Chromecasting from the HBO Max app on their phones. Uh, but if you if you have a Roku box, if you're a cord cutter, you don't have cable service, but you have Roku, uh, which provides you with a bunch of uh, options to purchase certain channels um, and view them. Uh, then you have access to HBO Max that way. Uh, but but that wasn't true until recently. Uh, it wasn't available. HBO Max wasn't available on Roku and been going through these negotiations for a while, and they got very contentious. And uh, it was it it was a big a big fight uh, between Warner and Roku. Um, but with this decision, the the decision to release all these movies over streaming. Uh, the heat was on for both Warner and Roku to get a deal done in time for Wonder Woman uh, 1984, and it got done just days before the release. It was it came really down to the wire. It's similar to a fight that Fox had with Roku a few years ago that uh, Roku users almost weren't able to watch the Super Bowl because of a dispute between Fox and Roku. Uh, but the deal got done. 
According to Variety, Roku will now not have access to the ad-free versions of HBO Max on its streaming services. Uh, so they'll only have the um, uh, the ad, the, the HBO Max service with ads. Um, and they won't be able to sell HBO as a separate Roku channel. They'll only be able to offer the HBO Max option instead. Uh, the rest of the deal wasn't disclosed, but it was almost definitely a big one. Uh, it let HBO Max appear on Roku and also on Amazon Fire, Apple uh, TV, Google's over over the top services, and places like Comcast, Xfinity, uh, to make sure that there was a big market saturation for Warner Brothers ahead of Wonder Woman 1984. It's a huge boost for HBO Max, uh, frankly, because they are behind the game, and this gives them an opportunity to catch up really fast uh, with Netflix, Hulu, and other streaming services that they were just really late in the game on uh, in terms of content and subscribers. What does this mean for the future of movies? So I don't think it's the death knell of theaters that some people seem to think it is, uh, but it's definitely a seismic shift. Um, even once we get, even now that we have the vaccine uh, and once we get it more, more widely available uh, as we get the pandemic under control, as we start to get back to normal, uh, I think there are some people who are just frankly going to love um, this, this streaming experience and make it, part of their their at-home movie experience. I mean, there's uh, Warner Brothers hasn't committed to um, doing this after 2021, but I, I have to imagine that at least a few studios are going to do this with at least some, some movies uh, moving forward. Uh, it's going to be something I think the industry won't ever be able to put back completely in the bottle. But, I mean, as we get to a place where the virus transmission is a low or relatively non-existent threat, there are going to be a lot of people, me included, who are going to want to go out back to theaters. Um, yeah. I mean, Universal, for a long time, has had a deal with AMC to stream movies less than three weeks after release. Paramount has deals to stream a lot of its movies, and that didn't destroy movie theaters. Um, I think there's still going to be a thing about going and sitting in a dark room with a bunch of people um, to watch movies. Um, and and it's just not going to go back exactly the old way in 2022, like Warner's CEO implied in a statement. But I mean, one of the last movies I saw in theaters was Avengers Endgame. And that's I mean, that's back in 2019. But um, I saw it on opening night. I know you did, too. And we saw it separately uh, on opening night. But just the reactions of that audience were just an amazingly huge part of that experience. Uh, and, and even movies that don't get that kind of response are great to see in theaters. I mean, the mission impossible movies, uh, the fast and furious movies. Those are really fun movie theater movies. The Martian, uh, was really great to see in theaters. Uh, they're all, all thing all movies that I frankly am glad I saw in theaters first or would want to see in theaters first. And things like horror and thriller movies, I think get even more intense on the big screen. Um, so I think theaters will survive. I don't know exactly what they're going to look like in 2025, 2026. I don't think a 100 year old industry is going to wither and die in the next five years. It'll have to adapt and change, but I think it can do that. And I think it can do that while offering, uh, new avenues for people who maybe can't afford to go out and see yeah. a movie. I mean, we saw that with like movie pass people ate that up 
because it got it let them see movies uh, for for a lower cost. I think the economics are going to change. Um, but I I mean, I I know that I even though um, and you can hear this on on our our discussion about Wonder Woman 1984, even though it, Wonder Woman 1984 wasn't that great of a movie, it would have been great to see on like the big screen. Um, I, I would love to see Dune. Uh, I mean, I'm going to watch it when it comes out, but I, I would love to see it on a big screen one day. I went, I watched all the, I'm a big diehard fan. I watched, uh, when diehard five came out, I watched back to back to back to back to back all five diehard movies on the big screen. It was the first time I'd ever seen the first three diehard movies in theaters. Cause I was too, I was too young to see them when they first came out. Uh, but it was just there's just something about seeing them on the big screen that's just so much fun. Oh yeah, I I went to it's it's not even that the, like you know it's not even about whether or not it's accessible via digital. Like I remember I took myself out on a little solo date and went to the Studio Ghibli Festival at the IFC Theater. Yeah, um, you had a uh, you told me you had a wonderful time. Yeah, doing that. it was and it was incredible and it's great being around other people who are as into. Studio Ghibli film films as I am and, mm-hmm. and just being around that energy and watching it with them and seeing everyone's faces and hearing conversations as they leave the theater. Like, and yeah. especially like we've been in lockdown for so long that, oh, like there's just, there's going to be like an explosion. Oh of, yeah. You know, people with cabin fever, just yeah, constantly and- going to movies and going out. And, and so, you know, I, I have full faith in that. I just, but you're right. I think, you know, the, as with every industry, we always tell every other industry adapt and change. And I don't know why. Mm-hmm. The film and, industry has to be any different. And like you said about the fan experience, um, I mean, the I think the actual final film I saw before, uh, like in theaters before um, everything got shut down, was um, you and I, our editor-in-chief, Deshaun, and a uh, friend of the podcast, Mike, all went to see uh, the, um, the 30th anniversary um, or was it the 30th anniversary? Uh, yeah, 30th anniversary of... Uh, Star Trek, the motion picture. Yeah. And it was amazing. It was great seeing it on screen. Uh, I love seeing it in a theater. Like I said, like, and like you were saying with the fans, uh, being there with a bunch of Star Trek fans was amazing. When I went to see the diehard movies, um, it was, it was a, a very small group of people, but just, it was a bunch of people that loved diehard enough to spend 30 bucks and, their entire day just in a theater watching diehard movies. And it was just so much fun. I mean, they even like they were doing trivia between the movies and they they ran out of questions because we all knew the diehard movies so well. Like it was just a lot of fun being around, like you said, that energy. Um, And so and then you get experiences like right before Die Hard 5. Uh, we were taken to a separate area where we got to meet Jay Courtney and Bruce Willis, which was, I mean, it was incredible. Yeah. It's it's one of those things that like, yeah, isn't going to go away, but is going to change. Yes. Yeah, so um, if you have any thoughts, shoot them our way. Thanks for listening. Remember to subscribe, rate and review the show whenever, wherever you get your podcast. So check us out on Twitter at Geek Prime X, all one word, Instagram at dot prime on facebook and youtube um as just Geek prime and read featured articles at any time at geek-prime.com